it's just there's there's different mechanisms, different ways to continue being disciplined, right? Right, right. And right. you know that these are the things that you have to do, the non-negotiables. Right, right, right. So it's just yeah, you find your own rhythm and you find your own way of uh, continue being disciplined. Yep. So everything is recording. Yep. Phone, camera, the mixer, all good. We can finally start. J-Man's busy, man. You got to close deals. <laughs> it's yeah, good. I hope so. Let's try to get one before Christmas ends. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we're good? Everyone's do I need a clap? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll just let him do this thing. I don't want to rush him. Mm-hmm. You doing anything for the holidays? Uh, no, just family and friends. Cool. Dinner. I'm going away to yeah. Asia in February. Okay. Yeah. A lot, but February is the busiest time for us usually. Yeah, I just gotta go somewhere, man. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting how you chose February, though. Um, I don't know why my wife chose February. <laughs> <laughs> no, the testing to right. see if your business is gonna collapse. Yeah. If it's your team is gonna run. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to run. Exactly. That's, it's a good tester. Right. No, no, right. Your, your, your wife is doing a favor for you. I tried going to Europe like yeah. a few years ago during like Christmas, New Year time. Yeah. Worst, worst scenario to go. Nothing yeah, we went end of August. That's yeah. the best time. Yeah. No, no, there's no. That's that's not a good time. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, need a clap. Yeah. Need a clap. Okay. All right. How about me? Uh, no. Mike. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right into that, eh? Yeah. Okay. So traveling time, I uh, usually typically choose uh, February or. I don't really travel much. So I'll let the, yeah. wife, <laughs> I'll let the wife decide on that. Yeah, you've been yeah. building a team. Good yes, for you. Thank you so much. Awesome, man. Really happy for you. How many team members do you have now? Uh, including myself, there's nine of us now. Okay. Yeah. That's really good. That's yeah. including like support staff or nine agents. Nine agents. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Uh, how is, does it feel being like a team leader now and as well? It's a lot of responsibility, that's yeah. for sure. And um, you want to kind of push them. At the same time, you want to um, inspire them in a sense. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of agents, they, they're self-employed. So I would say you, you they should have that motivation skills, you know, built in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, some of them are new, so you need to kind of hold their hands and, and guide them and teach them. Mm. But it's very uh, fulfilling when you actually see them for example, draft an offer now without yeah. asking you questions or they make a deal without you stepping in. It, it's, it's, it feels really, really amazing. So what motivated you to become a team leader? Because I know you were in a team before. Right, right, right. Right? So yeah. what, what, what did you um, realize when you were in a team that transitioned you to like, okay, I'm ready to become, to start my own thing? Number one thing is uh, time management. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I was getting a bit too busy and um, I believe one of my buddy was uh, trying to get his license and he told me, well, are you, have you ever considered starting a team and um, you can give you know some of your, your, your stuff, uh, fish it out to them so they can work on it. So then I tried it out with one team member and um, I started having a little bit more of my own time mm-hmm. with me and my family. So I and... Um, and I feel like I want to be like you. Oh, you no, don't say that, man. Don't say that. <laughs> like yeah. I want to inspire others and, and help others as well. So then uh, I think being a, a role in the, as a team leader, okay, uh, it's very challenging. It's something that I actually want to get better at. And, and one day, hopefully, 
um, things will pay off. Oh, that's really humble of yeah. you, man. Yeah. So leverage, I think that was the main, what you just said here, like right. leveraging your time, leveraging each other's strengths. Right. That was one of the reasons why you want to start your own community and your own team. Right. Okay, so let's backtrack a bit, Jackie. Okay. Uh, when did you start uh, real estate? When did you get licensed? How long were you in the team until? Yeah. You know, you know it's funny thing is uh, I was thinking of this question that you're going to ask me. <laughs> okay. I started real estate, I think, in 2016. 2016. Yeah. Okay. And my first home that I bought in Toronto is with your team. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? I remember so that. I'm like your client at the same time. Yes, right? you started as my client. <laughs> and then now, now, now we're peers. Amazing. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, through that progress, yeah. when we're helping you find your first home mm-hmm. in Canada, uh, what did you realize and what did you saw? What did your, like, uh, or, or our agents do for you, the service, that you're like, okay, I can do this as well? Right. Um, well, it, it was really funny because I came back for two to three weeks with the wife, just trying to look for a place because we were planning of coming, moving back to uh, Toronto from Hong Kong for good. So I want to buy a place first before I move back. Um, the experience was very, well, it's my first time buying a home. So it, it was very, um, what's that word? Very Over, overwhelming, overwhelming, overwhelming at the same experience time. for sure. Well, the, the market didn't boom that crazy that time. There's not like, you know, multiple offers or whatever yet. Um, but, I remember I was looking into Markham or Richmond Hill at that time, and there's a new pocket in the, like Greensboro or Cornell area, but I prefer to stick to you know to the West End, like uh, Westbrook, your your farming area, more central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. along Young Street. Yeah, and I wasn't being realistic at that time. I, I remember I told Kevin I was like, I want something for eight hundred thousand, uh, a detached home, two car garage. And then he started sending me stuff in like Stouffville. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. Down You're not going all the way there yet. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, no, you got to up your central, budget, right? right. And then uh, I, I finally did. And then we bought something in Westbrook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. And then right after that, you started to get licensed. <laughs> you right realized, after okay. that, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty cool. I was yeah. sitting in the car. Kevin was driving me and um, he was like talking on the phone, talk, making deals. I'm like, no, that, that sounds pretty, pretty cool. That it's a cool like job, a, right? Yeah, it's an amazing job. Wheeling yeah. and dealing, right? Yeah, on yeah, the phone, yeah. helping clients, serving them, right. getting them their first property. Right, right. So right. you saw yourself, you can do it too. Yes. Did you knew that you become some kind of in the real estate field before before coming to Toronto? What were you doing in Hong Kong before? I was doing trading in Hong okay. Kong. Yeah. Okay. So I was there for seven years doing, well, mainly in China, right. doing the exporting trading business. Import export business. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but then before I moved to Hong Kong, I was studying in Toronto and I was working for a builder. Oh, downtown, which one? Uh, Ken Alpha. Okay. So they were dealing with uh, IHMG at that time, International okay. Home Marketing. And, um, and I was working at the head office, which was second oh, floor upstairs. Okay. And at that time, I see there's like the, the two in-house agents. They 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 gave they me it. yeah they crushed it yeah. and it gives me like a, a impact yeah you know back in my mind I keep thinking wow that's that's not a bad job to do man I was making like I don't know fifteen bucks an hour and these guys were like killing it <laughs> you know? five figures commission yeah, right exactly. the sales job exactly so then um, that was always in the back of my head Got and it. Um, so that's why I so that was the first exposure to real estate when you're right. working for a builder right you saw the sales department right and then went back to uh, China Hong Kong to do trading business where. Yeah. So you've always been entrepreneurial right. in that sense. Yeah? Right. So you had business right. and then coming back to Canada, you feel like the real estate gig is right for you. Right. right? Exactly. Starting your own real estate business, getting licensed. Amazing. Amazing. So 2016, got licensed. 
you've been yeah I, you're a multiple award winner yeah. uh, Remax mm-hmm. Ultimate amazing and then when did you start your team I started my team I think uh, less than two years ago a year and a half I think wow two years and nine agents already that's amazing yeah. <laughs> that's amazing yeah thank you Yeah. okay and then two years ago like I know you mentioned that you know you want to leverage your time and also uh, from your success, you also want to kind of uh, duplicate your success to right. other people, right? right? You right. want to see good in other people and help them. Right. Did the team members, you know, I'm sure when you're getting successful, you're killing it, lots of listings, doing a lot of deals, social media. Did that attract these team members to come to you? Or is it more like when you go out and network and you see these agents and you have a good vibe and that's when you guys start conversating about maybe we should do something together? Right, so... Um Funny enough, a couple of them were my old friends. Okay. Okay. They got into real estate, and um, a few of them were my past clients. Ah. <clears throat> they were my past clients, yeah. and then they want to do a career switch. Yeah. And um, they got their license, and and before they even got their license, they reached out to me. They're like, Jackie, I was, I'm actually getting my license. I'm like, sure, you know what? Let me know if you have any help with anything. And then they asked if they can join my team. I'm like, yeah, I'll be. Your yeah. past client, I want to know the story. Yeah. So you sold them their place yes or you yeah and, or you listed their place yeah and then eventually they got licensed too yeah that's actually a common story to a lot of really? agents out there <laughs> <laughs> i sold their place they see how easy it is so-called i'm right, doing the bunny right, fingers right, right, right. and then they're like okay you know what i could do this myself exactly i i've, I've seen it many many times yeah, yeah. I, my clients we sold them and then a year later i found out they got licensed <laughs> Yeah, they're probably thinking, oh, this is so cool. such a cool job. Just like how me and Kevin, right? Yeah. I that exact same thing. Yeah. Exact same thing. They see you doing it and then they can duplicate it as well. Exactly. But it's good that they want to join you and they want to say, you know what? You did very well and, mm-hmm. and you, you did very well for us for the sale. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. that you're very professional and they want to follow you. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, and what's your team called right now? It's called J-Man Homes Team. Okay. But I'm actually doing a rebranding. Okay. Um, starting January, there's going to be a new name. Um, do you well, want to share it right now? Uh, I'll, I'll wait a little okay, bit. Okay, I'll give okay. a little bit of a reason Build up why. the climax. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait I can't wait for the grand launch in January. <laughs> because um, I remember I talked to you exactly like a year ago during this time. Um, and you're telling me it's not about me. It's mm. about the team. Mm-hmm. So then I self-reflected myself about mm-hmm. my team. I'm like, yeah, it shouldn't be my name. It should be everybody. Right. right. So then uh, that's what made me want to change the name. But... Last year was a lot of nitty gritty. I want to set up the SOP. I want to set a system for the team first, see how it is. And now I feel like the time is, is there to, to do a rebranding. Yeah. But let's get into the model, the structure mm-hmm. of a team. Right. What, what, what would you classify your structure, your team structure? Is it more of a community feel mm-hmm. where everyone's helping each other? Mm-hmm. Or is it the, you know, the head honcho, the leader? And then that's more of like a lead gen mm-hmm. uh, structure. Right. Because you've been doing enough um, that you're getting a lot of leads, mm-hmm. so you can pass it on to your underline, right? Right, right. right. So that's a lead generating team. So what, what, which structure would you say? Good question. So yeah. most of my team members, they are relatively new in the right. real estate business. So at the very beginning, I will have to be the lead gen leader, right? Got it. Um, which we're still doing campaigns to try to generate new leads. Yeah. And um, after that, I want them to, you know, uh, spread out based on their existing leads to have their own type of leads and network, right? Okay. But um, I want to keep my team as t- as a very tight knitted team, 
So everybody's helping each other. There's no of course. Yeah, same you know, synergy. You know, like fucking your back kind of thing. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta yeah, yeah, that right. Yeah, yeah. So um, you gotta beat I that want, one. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone helping each other and yeah. um, and you know work on the deals together. You know, yeah. if, if you know they talk about commission with a lot of agents, but if you can't handle it, you know, get another team member to help you out, and then you guys can you know talk about the splits after or, or got know, it, got it, it, got it. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I and you brought up a good point about like uh, it's not all about you. Yeah, and, and that's very humble of you and realize you know in a sense that you want to start building something that's like actually duplicatable and actually leverage that name right right with j-man homes um i think everybody the issue is that not an issue it's okay there's a lot of team models like that is that at the end of the day everything's gonna go back to you yes right including yes. when you want to do marketing exposure even mm -hmm. your clients i mean in your team members clients sometimes they might Want to go back to you because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you're the head honcho, you're the big right. guy, the right. J Man Holmes, right? Right, right. right. So that might come up uh, with some issues there. Yeah, with a I, team I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I don't want it to be myself. I want them to get the credibility. Exactly. To get them the exposure. You just well. want a platform where everyone can leverage. Correct. Amazing. Amazing. Correct. So you're a nonstop real deal maker. And I know. I'm just looking. No, no, no. Yeah, I see, <laughs> you see the amount of deals you do, pre-construction yeah. and resale. Yeah. So, what did you start off first? Because I always ask uh, our guests this, like, because usually in the beginning they don't realize what is kind of like their forte, their special mm -hmm. specialty, mm -hmm. which uh, kind of division or um, what they specialize in. Right. So, in the beginning, did you always did resale, or did you do something else like rental, commercial? Yeah. So, in the very beginning, I was doing resale for I think six months, but. I just came back from Toronto. I don't have a lot of network, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that was built. So then I um, I was doing family and friends, mainly family. And um, I know I can't just sit there and do nothing, you know. And so then I decided to join a pre-construction team. Mm -hmm. And um, during that time, doing pre-construction. But on the side, I also do my resale. Um, but pre-construction, I learned so much faster. I learned so much. Um, and it actually helped me with my resale side what, what what would you say like was the main thing that you learned from joining a team or joining a pre-construction specialty uh, specialty team i think joining a pre-construction team helped me especially with engaging with clients or leads yeah. because i don't get that exposure right yeah. um so um and a lot of pre-construction at that time that was like seven years ago they don't talk about personal feelings they don't talk about emotions mm. they talk about more about the numbers, numbers right the investment potential yeah so right now if i have a resale client i know exactly what kind of tricks what kind of numbers that i should be presenting to them got it right yeah. got it got it so in the pre-construction team yeah. so they're they're the one that funneling the leads to you they were right. like a total lead gen right. team um on average you want to share with the audience like um <clears throat> how, how many pre-construction deals were you doing in a monthly basis yearly basis monthly yearly basis i think it was around 60 to 80 deals that's amazing yeah, man yeah. 60 to 80 yeah. pre-construction deals as a second year agent i was that's pretty, money was in the bank happy, right yeah. you probably don't get paid right away but well, right about now it's good right, yeah. that's like the commission checks is rolling in right, right, amazing right, right, right. so what was the structure of that like do you have the leaders doing all the marketing paying for the marketing yep. and then they were the one doing inbound leads, sending leads to you, and you're correct. just responsible of calling and following up and getting them to the sales office, right? That's correct, that's exactly it. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. And w would you recommend um, 
anybody any agents that just started out are thinking to join a team to do pre-construction or resale or do everything well, i don't want to answer because everyone has <laughs> no everyone has different opinions this, on that this, okay okay be honest okay i think right now might not be the best time to get into pre-construction yet as mm. a team I'm not sure you're going to play that, so try not to. No, no, no. Right? It's totally okay. It's, <laughs> right. At the end of the day, our uh, pod is more catered to reason agents, for that, right? Yeah, so. reason for that is I think uh, pre-construction prices are, are a lot, a lot higher than resale prices. For example, there is a building um, that's a pre-construction. It's going to be built in four years. They're selling for $1,400 a foot. But a two-year closed building just across the street, they're now selling for 1000 bucks a foot. Yeah. And you don't have all these closing costs, right? I, I think it depends mm-hmm. on project too, right, yep. Jackie? Um the days that you can just promote every single project and yep. everyone's gonna sell out is gone. Yes. Right? Yep. Buyers are more aware now. The buyers mm-hmm. are more educated. Right. There's a lot more projects out there to choose from. Right. So, you know, for example, project in a prime location that's like a six year closing, a longer closing, because mm-hmm. you know it's gonna be a longer closing because maybe it's a more taller building. Right. Right. Even mm-hmm. though they all say three or four years closing, typically the ones that are taller, a bigger um, uh, project development, probably three or four or five towers combined mixed use. Right. It's going to be a longer time. Of course. So of course. that's and why... the deposit structure as well. Yeah, it depends on your investment them, strategy. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. it depends on investment strategy. So yeah, I know I, I agree what you're saying. The gap is still quite far apart. Right. 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 But if the longer closing and maybe the incentives from the builder, maybe even the pricing, that's all a factor. Mm-hmm. You know, pre-construction could still be an amazing, amazing buy right now. Yes. Yeah. Pro- depending on the project. Depending on the project. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then where resale right now, I can see where you're coming from. The resale has dropped recently, right? right. So it might be a really good time to get in there now yeah, exactly. to pick up some But it's really going to be deals. tough for any agents to get into the market right now. Like right. as a real estate agent, I think. You think overall, right? Yeah, overall. Overall, overall. the mar- because of the market right now. Yeah. Okay. You know how when I, first, oops, sorry, when I first started doing real estate, we do a lot of rentals. Yes. Rentals weren't as competitive as right now. It's very competitive right now, I see. Like yeah. now it's better. I think the past month has been better or two. Um, but your your tenant client, or, or when you're new in real estate, you usually work with tenants, right? Um, now you have to come up with like a full year rent and yada, yada, yada before we didn't need as money as that. Mm. You know, I think landlords were easier. But after all these crazy stories that we hear. Especially after COVID, right? Yeah, A exactly. lot of horror stories, landlords, yeah. like landlord beware. There's like so much fraudsters out there and yeah. squatters yeah. right there's yes. a tenant just squatting not right. paying rent and they're yeah. not leaving right 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 yeah i'm sure you have some horror stories of that eh? very horror stories oh, man yeah <laughs> okay and the cops involved the court yeah the court I, i've been involved. i've been a few of those too really definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the last few years and especially with covid like now to get a trial date in the landlord tenancy board right minimum a year yeah yeah so <laughs> you can crazy. So the, these tenants are abusing the system. Yeah. Squatting yeah. for like at least a year and not paying rent. It's crazy. But some of these tenants, I actually feel for them because of COVID, they actually took a hit like mentally. Well, not, everybody, you know, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's why they, yeah. they probably got fired on their job. Yeah. Kind of no, I'm definitely empathetic about bills. that. Yeah. But landlords as well. Right. They, it's not also, their problem, right? Yeah. That <laughs> and, you know, sometimes some landlords also lost their job too. Right. But right. you probably hear those stories that there's some landlords that are literally sleeping in their van, in their car. Yeah. Because the tenant's not leaving. They're right. not paying rent. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard those stories too. So everyone's got affected. And right. especially with this um, interest rate landscape mm-hmm. where everybody's, every homeowner's payment is it's double or triple 
the payment now. Right, right. Yeah. But have you noticed right now with your clients, like with regards to the new interest rates um, uh, hold right now, mm-hmm. do, you, do you notice that more of your clients are coming back to buy or... Do you see more action lately? I think I see a little bit more action. For example, a few of my listing, I see there's a lot more showing rates. Um, but buyers, depending on the type of buyers, right? If you're buying it for self-use, right? They are ready to go because mm. you buy high, you sell high. Um, but then for investors, they're still kind of, you know, thinking, deciding, not too sure. So then, um, yeah, that, that's what I see in terms of buyer clients. Yeah, I see what that do you too. Think, Ray? No, right now, <clears throat> with the whole interest rate hold, because a lot of buyers were on the sideline mm-hmm. the last... Uh, ever since um, May, right. April, May, where they started to increase the interest rates. Right. Uh, a lot of buyers just like, yeah, they're, they're pretty much like waiting and seeing, waiting and seeing. So a lot of mul- the multiple offers kind of like has decreased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, buyers are picking and choosing. I don't blame them. Right. I don't right. blame them. Like uh, last month, I negotiated 100K off uh, for my buyer. Nice. On a detach, yeah. Nice. And, um, you know, it's... I'm glad they listened to me in the sense that just be patient. Because right. there was three or four houses that they really liked mm-hmm. and we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, not because, you know, someone else bought it. It's just, you know, I, I didn't felt, me and my buyer agreed that, you know, we shouldn't pay so much for this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, there's a, there's a standstill there with this between the sellers and buyer. Um, no one's budging on their price. So we mm-hmm. moved on because right. there are other homes to choose from. Right. And eventually the fourth home, my buyer said, yeah, uh, thanks for making me, like, you know, reminding me to be patient. Because on the fourth home, that was the home for her. Right. That was the dream home. Right. Thank right, God. Right. It was, yeah. And I managed to get 100K off, which that's was good. amazing. That's amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. It helped, really helped them with their uh, closing costs. And, you know, when they're moving, he wants to do a bit of updating. Okay. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful corner detach. And it was like the perfect, perfect uh, layout for them. Yeah. Do you, what do you see the future uh, in the next coming months with the market? I, what do you see it's going to pick up? I don't have a crystal ball. Because that's like every, every question in agent's mind right now. Right, right. I don't have a crystal ball, but it really depends on the rates. But I don't think they're going to increase it anymore. That's how I speculate, right? And um, hopefully when they start announcing that drop, that first drop, I think the buyers are going to go... Come back in full force. Come back in full force. I do see a lot of buyers out there, though. Like on my listing for... That's what I mean. Buyers on the sidelines. Yeah. There's a lot of showings out there. There's a lot of buyers, but they are just waiting. Mm. Yeah, they're just waiting. They want to see, for example, like, you know, there's still a lot of multiple offers, bidding wars happening across, you know, Toronto. Um, I think every agents are trying to go for a bid first. If it doesn't work, then they'll do a price change, right? Mm -hmm. I guess that's the strategy that you guys probably have too, Mm -hmm. right? So... um, they probably want to see it, and if it doesn't fall through with the bidding, they might come in later with like uh, like an offer, like a lower ball offer. Yeah, I think that's what I've been seeing. Okay, yeah. so you're a listing specialist, yep. and you're constantly getting business, constantly doing deals. Where would you say is your main driver of business? Where, where, where would you say how how do you get the listings? I mainly? try to um, follow what you are doing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. So. Um, First off is door knocking, but I kind of slow down on the door knocking, the flyer outs, but you have to be consistent, like what you told me last year. Be consistent with your flyer outs, um, social media, and yeah. number one thing is referral. Right? Yes. Referral business Past is always the, 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 the best, yeah. best business. Yeah. So they're just providing really um, outstanding service, right? right? Putting Clean clients them, first, yeah. Yeah. and then if you do that, um, everyone wins. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and then eventually they're going to refer you. Right. 
yeah, thinking about the relationship before the transaction. Right. No, it's amazing. Yeah. So you mentioned about the the flyer there. Don't just fly one or two times. Yes. Right. Yes. Have a whole marketing campaign set out. Correct. Because we all know like that one flyer, two flyer, yeah. is not gonna be effective. Yeah. When you open your mailbox, there's a tons of real estate agent flyers. Correct. Correct. First thing, and what's the first thing people do? Throw them out. Throw them out. <laughs> they put it in a recycling bin. Right. So if you're not constantly top of mind, and how you do that is to be consistent. Right. Sending out flyers in a weekly, monthly basis, mm-hmm. and then eventually when the homeowner decide to move by sell, they're like, okay, yeah, Jackie's been, um, you know, has a strong presence here and right. always been sending me postcards, flyers right. on a monthly basis. Then the credibility is there. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So that's real estate. What about your personal side and wellness side? Mm-hmm. Like, I see your social media. I've, I always thought you're like a professional Muay Thai <laughs> kickboxer, man. Right. Yeah, no, it's intense. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. It's fun. Um, just like work, I think we have to be disciplined, okay. right? So um, if you're not disciplined, you can't really focus and work. And and I've picked that up from you also, like the Five A Man Club, Thank waking you. up early. You know, do your that helps, eh? Do your yeah, hundred percent. Getting it out, getting yeah. that out of the way in the morning yeah. helps so much because we all know the craziness starts around. Exactly. There's you know, no phone calls, nobody's up, texting you, nothing, no emails. Team members so are all looking for time, you. Right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. So you're in the 5am club. Yeah. Um, how do you stay disciplined? Because it's easy to say, like everyone kind of mm-hmm. knows, everybody, you know, they go to, they listen to the Instagram or podcast or uh, coaching or mm-hmm. whatever it is, reading a book. Yeah. And they all know that, yeah, wake up early, waking up early, discipline. Mm-hmm. But how, how do you stay disciplined? Because I'm competitive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm very competitive, right? Good. Um, that's why I go for like I went for a competition for a Muay Thai competition back in the summer, and I would say because of my trainer, right? My Muay Thai trainer, he's there like five thirty waiting for me, and I'm gonna be there even half an hour before him to warm up. If I'm not there, I'm gonna disappoint him. Mm. And, you know, so I feel like there's like an internal mental challenge between me and him. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I gotta. Be, and after you go through a whole week of training, and um, you you just feel so accomplished. Like you know, on the weekend comes like a Sunday. I'm like, I deserve to sleep in a little bit. Yeah. Right. That yeah. Feeling. When you really do the hardest stuff first. Right. It's just so much more rewarding right. afterwards. Yeah. And and the discipline and the competitiveness. What do you what do you say you get your competitive spirit from? I don't know. You've just always been competitive, eh? Yes, very competitive. So how did you get interested in kickboxing? Sorry, is it kickboxing or Muay Thai? Muay Thai. Yeah, Muay Thai. So it's Thai boxing. Were you doing that back in Asia already? Yes. Awesome. Yes, 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 Awesome. Yes, I was. Since young or since you just got into recently? since the mid to late 20s. That's when I first started. You just love kicking something, eh? (laughs) (laughs) It's like some hit some shit, you know? It must be really hard on uh, like your legs, the knees, right? Um, If you condition it, it's it's not that hard. And how do you condition it? Just have keep keep kicking. Just keep kicking, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep okay. kicking. Do your cardio. Do your weights at the same time. And something I've been doing lately, it's ice therapy. Have you heard about it? Yeah. The cold plunge. Oh, it changes. It changed my day. Yeah. Okay. It's How long really can fun. you last for? Uh, I've started just like two weeks ago. So I put my ice bath or, or around three minutes each. But I don't, I've topped it up to like four to five minutes each time. So you stayed in there for minimum three minutes. Yeah. That's yeah. wild, man. Yeah. That's crazy. I can only stay for max thirty seconds. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, but but then know, again, I only been I only went in there like four or five times. I see. Just like you, you said you gotta condition yourself. You have to condition, right? right? And um, after the first, I would say first minute, the rest is it's pretty easy because your body starts warming up. 
Mm. Yeah, it's getting out that shiver that you're gonna get. Try to warm up yourself. That that you're trying to kick. You know, your your body's trying to uh, re- restart. Right. That's the part that it gets the initial forward. shock. Yeah, the shock in the body. Shock, right. And then after a minute, your yeah. mind already kind of tell your body that okay, this is how the temperature right. is gonna be right, right. for the next. Wow, that's amazing. It actually heals a lot of your muscles and pain. Yes, and that's why I started it. Right. That's why I started it. I don't just do the cold plunge. I do the sauna after. Oh. And it feels amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm big on sauna. Oh, I want, yeah. to get, I want to get one of these portable saunas in my house. The yeah, <laughs> they have portable saunas and portable cold right. plunge now. Right, right, I don't right. know why. It's always showing up on, your on feet? my feet now. Because <laughs> you've been checking it out. Well, I, I, I've always like, listened to Joe Rogan, right? right. And maybe Joe Rogan's a big... Uh, <laughs> He's a bigger cold punch guy, right. so it's like always showing up for some reason. It's okay. crazy. Okay, no, but that's really, really that's interesting to know. The three yeah. they have a three minutes, eh? Three minutes, yes, minimum. Yeah, and there's something about that that kind of like shocks your mind, and you know, doing something that the hardest, doing the punishing your body, right? Right. Yeah. If you're doing yeah. something hard, I feel I feel like especially in real estate, where it's like a roller coaster of emotions and putting out fires, and so many things yes. are thrown at you. Yeah, that if you do work out and, and condition your mind and, and punish yourself by going to cold plunge, yeah. all that is easy in a yeah, sense. exactly. I won't get mad. I don't get pissed off or anything throughout the day. I don't get as much stress. I can handle objection handlings a much a lot easier going through all that. I yeah. yeah. W- would you say, like, do you have some, like, uh, real, real, like, uh, down days, like, mental, like, oh, my God, like, that deal didn't go through and it disappoint, it's disappointing? 100%. Like, yeah. 100%. I'm going to get that. But you have to learn how to overcome that feeling. Maybe for a, a couple minutes, but then you have to move on. Mm-hmm. You have to think of, okay, so what's the way, what's your plan of executing this deal then? Mm-hmm. What's next, right? You just, you, you can't look backwards. You have to look, go, keep going. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. In real estate, you have to be mentally strong, I yes. say. Yeah. And at the same time, you want your clients to feel you're strong enough to support them. Yeah. So you can so show any signs of weakness. Like, oh, right. bummer that we lost a deal. Or, well, they're we counting on you. Right, exactly. They're counting on so you. So you have to guide them and educate them yeah. at the same time. So mind strength is very, very important. It is, but mental health and your own wellness is so important. Right. Right? Yeah. No no one's saying that, like, you know, it's okay to communicate that. Right. And that's why I feel like a community, having a team yes. or partner or even friends in real estate helps a lot. Just like what we're doing now, right? Just right, talking yeah. and just voicing it out, it helps, right? Because we all know this business is super tough, right? right? So much things get thrown at you. I feel like when you have some kind of like community where everyone's kind of like supporting each other mm-hmm. and uplifting each other, that is always great, especially in this real estate landscape. I actually want to ask you your your team philosophy now is we put people first, right? And then I see that there's community around. Can you can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because when I first started, right, there was no community, right? It was just a very, like a dog-eat-dog kind of environment right. with agents. That's like 15 right. years ago. Yeah. Slowly it got better. Right. And I'm really happy to see that, especially with the rise of social media where everyone can kind of, you know, freely talk about this mm-hmm. and see that. Uh, not just like in the, in the office <laughs> kind of vibe, right. environment. Right, 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 uh, right. No, more and more it's getting better. But okay. I still feel like our industry needs a lot more improvement. Mm-hmm. So I feel like having a community kind of um, way is a lot better. Right? A true community of collaborators. Right. Everyone are creators, good energy, and really supporting one another. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only way to have um, you know, a really strong community is that everyone's like-minded. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Right. Because you know how it is. If you're in a community of kickboxers, right. but one guy is just totally like either not following uh, what the coach says right. or a very bad attitude. Right, right, You right. know, it's not good for the community. Of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like when everyone's like-minded and have um, positive energy, mm-hmm. it will drive positive change. And that's where I feel the industry need as well. And mm-hmm. that's not, you may, you may think this is like, oh, this is like, no, I feel like the only way to improve this industry is from inside out. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's why by having a community of like-minded individuals that everyone's truly wants the best for each other, mm-hmm. which in turn want the best for, you know, serving our clients, mm-hmm. which means it's going to be good for the real estate community right. as well. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm in a community, I'm just not talking about my own inner community. Uh-huh. I'm actually talking about the elder. Yeah. Right. A community like right now it's a community too mm-hmm. between me and you. We're peers. Right. right, right. Literally, my previous our previous guest in the Hustle Hard Stay Humble podcast was Zen, and we're just talking about how when we're trying to do a deal, it's just like ego gets involved, and it's like oh competitiveness. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he said there's, there's a reason why it's called confirmation of cooperation. <laughs> we should be cooperating with <laughs> each other, collaborating with yeah, each other, yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of the other way around. Right. Definitely have the competitive mindset for yeah. sure. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with uh, some competition, but really when it comes down to uh, in this industry, I feel like when everyone's really collaborating and like-minded mm-hmm. and driving positive change, I mm-hmm. feel that that's how we can excel. Right. Yeah. I agree. So that's I what agree. I mean. But when I say about communities, well, I have the inner community, but I also think all the, you know, my peers, even if you're not in the same team or same office, it's okay. Right. I consider that if we're like-minded and drive positive change, I feel right. like you're my community. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel the same. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Everyone, because we always help each other. We always say, how are you doing? You're how, and you ask me, and then we you know sometimes we share deals. I feel like also like a good broker, mm-hmm. you're always brokering. Right. <laughs> you know, you're always like every time we see each other, it's like, right. hey, I got this listing. Right. Do you have this buyer for this land deal or right, right, right. or pre construction? Like, that's real estate at heart, right? right, right. You're I'm always. Like, do you get, can you do? Can you, can you give me allocation? Right. <laughs> stuff like that. Helping each other. Yeah. Right. Yes, always just promoting your stuff, and I'm putting my promoting my stuff. Right. That's the definition of brokering a deal. Right. Right. And really, um, you know, leveraging your network. Yeah. Which is what we, you know, we always preach to our clients, mm-hmm. right? So, Ray, I know you recently have a new team member, mm-hmm. right? Allison, I think. Yeah. Sorry, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So what are your, um, like, standard or were your SOPs or your requirements to for hiring new agents? Good team? attitude. Good attitude. Yeah, that's all I really look for. Okay. I don't care if you are a brand new agent or you're a top producer. Right. Um, it's all about attitude. Yeah, I, I don't look at sales. Right. I don't look at how many calls you can make. Because mm-hmm. uh, everyone joined real estate for a different reason and they have mm-hmm. different goals and different milestones. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a standard of you have to do this, requirements. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, we actually sit down. after The first thing we do after they join is mm-hmm. that we talk about what's your real estate goals and how our team, our community, and me can mm-hmm. help you accomplish that. Right. Right, yeah. Right. So okay. yeah, we that's that's the first thing we do uh, after you join. But when when it comes to uh, mutually say, okay, let's let's do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's um, attitude, which means core value. Okay. So that's the first thing I ask is like, what's your what's your core value, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and if it's aligned, I feel like we're the right fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so. That's really what I do when when speaking to any potential new team members. I see. Yeah. I see. But then you probably have your own way of, you know, making deals, paperwork, uh, 
meeting clients, do you actually let them do their thing or do you have like a set SOPs for that? You see, that's why I start with attitude. And if they have a good attitude, they're typically coachable. Right. Right. And if you're coachable, um, I can coach that Mm -hmm. with the way you do deals, the way you um, uh, marketing, the way you talk to leads and and, and converting leads. Mm -hmm. That can be all coached. Right. But what can't be coached is attitude attitude and, <laughs> and hustle right right yeah you cannot teach hustle <laughs> with hustle that's that's within you right. right right that's the only thing i cannot coach correct right and um stay humble is really the core of us like attitude mm-hmm. if you have good attitude that's great everything else i feel like in real estate mm-hmm. if you're really really serious of being successful mm-hmm. uh can we coach right and again it's not just me coaching the team member Right. And that's why having a, a strong community is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like within within our team agency right. at house, I always tell the, the new team member that mm-hmm. don't just look up to me and don't just ask me questions because mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, sure, I have years of experience, but there are still situations and deals that I've never experienced or maybe minimal. Um, so I'm like, go ask Marco, mm-hmm. right? Shadow Cherry. Mm-hmm. Um and everyone have their own strengths. Right. So I feel like when you're in a team that are producers and they're all uh, always putting people first mm-hmm. and the similar core values, you can learn a lot faster that way. Correct. And at the same time, the top producers or, or maybe the veterans, let's just say, um, they're humble enough to be learning from the younger ones too. Correct. That's what's that's really, right. yeah, yeah. That's what's really cool about this is like Michael always, they're always, they're always humble. Right. They're always learning. Right. That's why one of my core values pursue growth and learning. It's just like, you never feel like, oh, I'm the top guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been this, doing this for this many years now. I know everything. I don't yeah. need to do your social media reel, your green screen or whatever you're doing. <laughs> right. Michael but, has some really funny videos. I love it, man. Michael, <laughs> Michael is crazy. This guy's yeah. nuts. <laughs> He will literally bring props. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's, 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 the, that's the funny thing about, and that's why it's just so enjoyable. Right. It's like real estate is one thing, but how awesome it is to be doing what you actually like and Correct. not be so serious, yeah. right? Yeah. You can't be so serious. Yeah. Not just real estate, like any job you're doing. Right. You got to have fun. Yes. You agree with that? I agree. It's totally agree. Yeah. One thing we're going to do in our Christmas uh, party. Mm-hmm. So every year we have like a house team dinner just, just with us. Yeah. Yeah, this year we got to check out a really nice restaurant at uh, downtown. Okay. It's a Tulum vibe. It's oh. called Casa Madeira. Have you been oh. there? I don't think I have. Yeah. yeah. So we booked out like a like a private room. Okay. And uh, we're doing Caribbean theme. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like what... when it's so cold outside, right, right, right. I feel like we're going to bring the fire, bring the heat. <laughs> and everyone has to dress up like tropical Caribbean, yeah. Caribbean vibes. Yeah. Bring Marco's the sunglasses. Yeah. Marco will probably go all out. <laughs> And just have fun, yeah. you know, year end. It's been, it's been, been a rough year. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough year for sure. For right? Everybody. Let's say it face valid. That's what it is. It's mm-hmm. been a rough year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that we can't have fun. Right. Doesn't mean that we can look back and gratitude, right? Appreciate what we have right now. Correct. And there's a lot of good things to look forward to. Right. Yeah. And I learned so much this year too, even though if it's a tough market. Yeah. I feel like you learn the most when it's um, down market. Yeah. That's when I started. Yes. Yeah. 
I started in 2008 and it was like a financial crisis. Oh. So I'm glad that I have that under my belt actually, that uh. I started in a tough market and not like 2021. Okay. <laughs> if you started 2021, <laughs> you think this is easy. Yeah, 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 You're yeah. probably like struggling making your car payments now. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already got that Range Rover yeah. or that 911. It's like, yeah. this is easy. I'm a hotshot real estate agent. <laughs> Yeah, and they're now looking for like a second job or something, right? They're probably Uber yeah. drivers right now. Yeah. They're over. <laughs> no, like I, I feel as also humble about it. Twenty twenty one, yeah, you maybe have a unicorn year, right? But realize that not every year is like that, and learn from your peers, right? right? Go Correct. to coaching. Yeah. Do you go to coaching? Actually? Used to. Used to, right? Yeah, I've tried every coach that you can think of in real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried all of them. Uh, and now, honestly, my coach is uh, probably my brother oh, <laughs> and nice. podcasts. Nice. Yeah, nice. I like to listen to that. And you're at a level. Other. I think you're at a level where you don't need that coaching because they pretty much tell you the same thing. Most of them, fundamental things. Because you have all the yes. like the core value. You have all your SOPs. You have all the nitty gritty stuff. It's all set up for you. Like, well, already. if you if. <laughs> yeah. Even in Instagram or in social media, these motivational coach or gurus or whatever you think, like Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson and Andrew Tate, right? Yeah. Two opposite ends of the spectrum right. are actually saying the same thing. <laughs> they're saying the same thing, but the right. delivery is different, right? Right. right Obviously, right, one's right. more, one is very more a scholar and one right. is more like top G, right? Correct. Correct. More, more feeder, like right. more for entertainment. Right. But we, what what they're saying, if you really, really consume the content and mm-hmm. and think about it, they're telling you the same thing, is to be a man be in order to be a strong man you gotta be suffering and you gotta be in pain yeah. you cannot be whining right because the whole family and 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 your wife is counting on you correct yeah just keep going just right? keep going yeah, exactly and that's why if a girl or a guy i highly suggest go to the gym go work out do your thing run yeah because life is tough right i i totally agree with that man fitness is very important not just for real. But you're estate, crazy runner right? too. I see you running like four or five kilometers per day or something. Yeah, I try to. <laughs> not not anymore. When I was competing, you have to run every day to get that endurance going. But now, it, like once once a week, twice a week, I'll run. I miss yeah. that in the social media. You should still yeah. post that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like the days that you're running in your 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 route, your trail. Right. And I see you where you're running. You're like running the whole midtown or something. Yeah, running around the cemetery. <laughs> I don't know where exactly you're running, but it looks like you're running around the whole city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Do it. It's fun. It's fun. do it. I will do more. Even I get posts. inspiration from that, right? right. Like yeah. that's what I mean. It's like community. Just mm-hmm. everyone's getting inspiration from each other. Everyone's. Uh, attracting um, the same energy, right? Right, and I feed off of your energy. You feed off right. my energy. Listen, I have bad days too, right? And now those are the days that when I come into the office, like, oh, thank God, like, you know, like I got my assistant and 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 Marco is bringing up the, <laughs> making me laugh, and right, and, right. and and maybe one guy come in, uh, one of my team members come in and said, oh, I just gotta win, yeah, right? It's just close nice, this deal, and then nice. it's just the energy is so amazing, right, 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 right. Yeah, cheers everybody up, yeah, sure. So where do you see future of real estate to be? Oh, that's a good question, man. Um, there's like a lot of AIs going on around. People are AI asking everything. AI everything. <laughs> Do you think they're going to take over a job? But personally, maybe the AI, I feel the AI might have um, like a good breakdown as to prices, values. But the personal rapport that's built, I think that's something that can't be replaced with can't an AI. Can't be replaced, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That hand-holding, exactly. right, from real-life advice. Yeah. From uh, someone that's been there, done that. Right. No matter AI have the data, right, or connected to the internet or right. something like that, 
someone's trusting you with the biggest investment or biggest purchase of their life Correct. or sale. Correct. Still kind of tough to have a robot or AI to, yeah. to facilitate that deal. Yeah, I think so. Like, for example, if a client has a daughter or a kid and I can relate, talk about my story, talk about my two-year-old daughter and you know, instead of an AI or a bot talking to them. Yes, can't relate. I, yeah, it can't. It can't yeah, relate, no, that's right? a good point. Right? The relatability. Yeah. Those experience and stories, AI would never have that. Exactly. They can probably provide like real life, like, I mean, not real life, like cases or scenario, case studies. Right. But it's still different from the human touch. Right, correct. No, but AI is here to stay for sure. And it's good. It's definitely there to assist you and yep. assist the realtor. Yep. Don't be afraid of, oh, AI is going to replace this, we replace that, and just be completely dormant and not even mm -hmm. look into it. Right. Like, you got to you gotta embrace. I use ChatGPT all the time, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It. Yeah, it's amazing, right? So what is your, we usually end off our pod with uh, asking you, like, what is your mantra, your favorite quote? Uh, respect others how you want, like, treat others how you want to be treated. Mm. And staying humble is actually one of my things, but then you already took it from me, so... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just respect others um, how you want to be respected, right? And I think that's very important, especially in the real estate business. Yeah. Um, just show your, your genuine integrity. You know, people say that a lot, but I actually mean being genuine, being integrity, because people can feel it. Yeah, they, they can, can smell it. They can so feel it. They can yeah. smell um, salesman breath. Right. Right. They can right. smell that you're desperate or you're not looking on their behalf right. and it's just there for the transaction. Exactly. It's uh, And that's why being genuine and being really authentic and putting people first, right. it's so important. Yeah. You can't think of the short term. Of course. Yeah, because if yeah. you think about this as a transactional business, you are dead. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you're <laughs> not going to go far in this business. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's a people business. Right, correct. Really, at the end of the day, you're not really selling houses or you're getting listings. Like That's right. not your main thing. Yeah. You're actually collecting relationships right exactly. that's what you really are right that's really your kind of like your assets and inventory of course that's what you are you're not selling houses or collecting inventory at the end of the day the more relationships you have mm -hmm. and more deep meaning connections you have yep. with, with clients the farther you're gonna excel i agree totally agree with that yeah what is uh one last question yeah what book would you recommend to our audience uh, if you get to choose one book I don't one book i don't really read a lot okay what about what about what okay. about audible podcasts what's um, one that you recommend one thing that uh, my previous team leader told me to read was the 5am club and then i saw you doing the 5am club waking up powerful eh? yeah very powerful yeah, yeah. robin sharma 5am club yeah that's one book that changed my life yeah yeah it's um there's something about in the mornings when you wake up ahead of before everyone else Right, you feel like you're ahead of the game. You feel like ahead of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. You feel like I'm doing more work than um, while everybody's sleeping. You know, like the Mamba mentality. I, I love Kobe Bryant. I love Kobe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So very inspirational. The uh, get better one percent each day. Yes, yes, yes. Mamba mentality. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Jackie, for coming to our no pod. Problem. Really appreciate it. Me for too. our audience that wants to find you and find the socials, what right. was the best place to find you? Uh, social media, Instagram, IG, Jman Homes. Is that, it's called just J Man. Man Holmes, yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay. All right, thanks, man. Thank you. Okay. Later. Awesome, man. I'm glad you didn't fall asleep this time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what gas?